I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Wrestle me Christmas, Mark. Wrestle me Christmas, Peter. We're back with more razzling. What's that Christmas thing from the Netherlands that's called Peter? Oh, yeah, isn't it Spooky Peter? Or is it racist? I can't uh, remember. I it might be, it might be racist. It might be Blackface or something. Is yeah. it just Black Peter? Yeah, Black Peter, that's it, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, not going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm White Peter, and I'm ready to get with this Royal Rumble. Rubble? Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. Someone's a bit worried about the start. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not. I'm just writing um, a note down about how much I love this show. <laughs> love, love, love this show. Why does the front of that pad say edit? <laughs> uh, talking of well, people... We edit so little of this show as well, that's the worst thing. <laughs> talking of, of people <laughs> who really struggle uh, with uh, language. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is one of the great promos in the Royal Rumble 92 where they get everyone to talk about their chances of winning the <laughs> WWF title. They even get Repo Man to do one. Uh, <laughs> imagine WWF champion Repo Man. I mean, you, you might as well just set fire to your company. When Repo gets kicked out, he doesn't win, by the way. Let me make this very clear. <laughs> Guys, if you, you hate spoilers, I've got to tell you, Repo Man does not win Royal Rumble 92. Always next year, Repo Maniacs. <laughs> <laughs> when he falls out of the actual ring, he does a wonderful, funny burglar on the prowl act. He's like, ooh, I gotta, I'm going to rub some houses. Repo Man used to be Demolition Smash, yes. where he was a really hard man. And there's Repo Man, again, I hated him when I was younger, watching him, because he, he, he just was rubbish. Yeah. And the gimmick was crap. And he was always annoying, because he wasn't just re- a wrestler. He would always be trying to steal, like, Tatanka's headdress or something. Like, oh, God. And he go, ah, what's mine is mine, and what's yours is mine too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck off. Do, do an armbar, you prick. Um, and, uh, they, they, Why have you got weird thing. leather patches stitched on the outside of your coat, you, you dickhead? Seen, there was a weird bit where someone obviously went, this guy needs a refresh. Uh, this <laughs> not, not getting rid of the Repo Man gimmick, that no. is evergreen. Sold. But we, we need a new costume. Every poor person's nightmare. <laughs> there is a costume of him, which only appeared in WF magazine, so it must right. have been used on one TV taping, where he just looks like... He sort of looks like a 
a, a sort of funny sperm. <laughs> <laughs> what, he's like in like a moth suit, I'm imagining. It's with like lettuce. that, they've yeah. given him too much head covering, <laughs> and it's got two sort of little, so either tyre tracks or arrows or something, but he just looks absolutely <laughs> obscene. Like an Indian X-Men, kind of like one of those off-brand <laughs> yes. where, they, where they just make Superman again. Yeah, or, or like when you go to Malta, and you watch, <laughs> you watch TV at like 6pm, and that's like their weird sort of imported Turkish hero thing. <laughs> yes. I mean, just bizarre. That's, that's exactly what he looked like. Yeah, um, But before he does his, his perfectly serviceable promo, uh, we get one of the industry's not great talkers, mm. um, uh, the British bulldog Davy Boy Smith. Yeah. And uh, they say to Davy, clearly they say, look, mate, come on, it's only 40 seconds. You'll be able to get through it. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't. The last time the British bulldog was in a match like this was in the Royal Albert Hall in London, England, my hometown. Not his hometown. And what a thrill Tune? it was for me to dispose of 19 other opponents over the top rope and stand victorious in the hallowed halls of the Royal Albert Hall. But what a bigger thrill it's going to be this afternoon when the British Bulldog steps in the Royal Rumble and disposes of 29 other opponents and gets the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Championship belt around my waist, that will truly be a royal rumble. The relief that he says, <laughs> rumble. Now, the bit I'm obsessed with is the phrase, <laughs> the hallowed hall of the royal halbert hall. Seven words. Five mentions of the word hall. <laughs> the hallowed hall of the Roy Hall. Hallowed hall. Oh, I love it. I his love it. It's kind of like, you know when, like, someone's, like, uh, in British porno, mm. like, people are going, yeah, put it in a, put it in a, and sh- they don't use the P word. <laughs> they, they go, put it in a minge. Or something like that. It's like, it's trying to be sexy, but then they get to a point where they go, put it in a cunt. It's just disgusting. Hey, p- plop your tits out. <laughs> yeah. God, you're a big girl. Oh, you're, no. And they never use the word cum. They always use the word, um, oh, not even gym. What do they use? We're Spunky. Spunk. <laughs> yeah, and there's always the word, the word we go, I want your spunk. <laughs> and it's like, don't use, say cum. Say cum. That's, that's, use the word pussy. I'm going to go off in my pants. <laughs> it's like that. Oh, aren't British people sexy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wonderful. Oh, poor old David Boyce. Yeah. He really struggles, but he's Federation. good at <laughs> <laughs> He's London, my hometown. <laughs> Fucking hell, David. I've had a go at this about how they just... They, they always say Leeds, and it's actually... It's Goldborne in Lancashire. Yeah. And they could just go from Lancashire, and he's mm. always billed as Manchester or Leeds mm. or Wigan. Um, and just to hear him <laughs> going in London... My, My hometown. Town. Well, he knows he's got to say the hallowed halls of the Hoyle Halbert Hall <laughs> later on, so he's, he has a he's conserving his energy. I tell you what, you see that, oh, are British people terrible at this sort of thing? <laughs> no. No, they're not. No. Because on this, in a Coliseum home video exclusive, <laughs> the two biggest legends in wrestling history finally meet. It's Ric Flair interviewed by Lord Alfred Hayes. And now, let's join his lordship, Alfred Hayes. I've managed to get myself into the dressing room of Ric Flair for this Coliseum video exclusive. Tell me, Mr. Flair, how did you fare in the Royal Rumble draw? Lord Alfred, I drew number three. To a lot of people out there, they'd say, my God, what a disadvantage you're going at. 
But look at it like this. When your name is Ric Flair, when you're the claimant to the real World Heavyweight Championship, you know that to make everybody a believer that I've got to beat 29 other men. So argument number three, that means I'll be in there close to an hour. It makes no difference. When I walk out, I will be the World Wrestling Federation champion against all odds. And that's the bottom line. That is the bottom line from Ric Flair. So now back to the ringside. Two things there. Flair is so good, he invents Stone Cold Steve Austin's fucking catchphrase. (laughs) And that's the bottom line. And he pauses like he's going, no, I won't say because Ric Flair said so. It's just weird. Uh, the other thing I love about that, Alfred just starts by going, I've managed to get backstage. <laughs> like, uh, no confidence in his ability. My security passes have not been uh, delivered to my home. I, I've been told I shouldn't be here, but I'm here. Um, I, I've bought my first piece of Lord Alfred Hayes memorabilia. Oh, wow. We had Andre last time, which I guess there's more of Andre memorabilia around, or photos and stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, you had to what? take more photos to get Andre in. Um, I've bought Alfred's skull. What? No, I haven't. I, haven't, no. I would, but I haven't. I bought a... Um, uh, Alas, poor Yorick. <laughs> He'd get it wrong. Alas, poor York. I probably shouldn't be in this production. Um, I, uh, I bought a, um, a, a signed uh, programme from the Cauliflower Alley Club, which is a retired wrestler's sort of uh, celebration. They do halls, halls of fame and things oh, okay. like that. And they have big meetups every year. Mm. And I bought it solely because it's a program from there, just a simple photocopied one, and it's been signed by Alfred. But because it's Alfred, he's accidentally signed it twice <laughs> in two different places. Yes, Hayes. Yes, Hayes. I'm sorry, I was signing the next one, but uh, the, it was pulled away from me I, by. I, I think that was a man who's moving very fast. <laughs> <laughs> he's the greatest Yay! of all time. Um, the Royal Rumble itself starts, and it is just. It's textbook booking. It's really good. Not a foot wrong in this. Star after star after star. Mm. I, I love it. Haku at one point attacks Ric Flair quite early on, mm. and he gets a cheer. And you can see there's a moment where he just goes, "What the fuck's that?" <laughs> he's never had that. I don't think he's really had it until like much later in his career when he was Meng and he was a bit of a cult favourite. Mm. And then in Japan recently, where he teamed with his sons uh, as part of um, the uh, they keep changing the names. They're the Bullet Club now. They were the Gorillas of Destiny. Yes. All this confusing stuff. Um, I, I love seeing Haku, and it's great. It's funny to see that that in that Royal Rumble, out of anyone who's still sort of involved in the scene, really, he's one of the very few. He's certainly mm. probably the last person to be in a ring and active yeah. out of everyone in that Rumble. Yeah. Um, there, there's some great bits in this. So you, you, Sergeant Slaughter gets eliminated, and he goes out like a fucking missile. <laughs> he just he goes clong into the turnbuckle. It's brilliant. Roddy Piper. There's a bit halfway where Flair has eliminated the couple of people he was in the ring mm. with, and he's on his own. And in comes Roddy Piper. Mm. They'd had a long storied sort of rivalry over the years, dates back to the seventies. Yeah, um, they were also very good friends in real life. And when Flair had come to WWF, Piper had very much sort of become the, the, the person he had the first early feuds with. Right. Um, and he was putting him over, which was unusual for Piper. He didn't really do very many jobs, mm. certainly uh, in the later stages of his career. But the, the little bit they have, this two-minute section, is magical. Yeah. Uh, Piper's really good at this period. He's, he's coming up as well soon to the WrestleMania 8 match with Bret Hart. 
that's a couple of months away. Mm. And uh, he was, he's great in that. And in this, there's just so, some beautiful stuff where Flair gives him an inverted atomic drop and Piper just takes a step back and does the eye poke. Mm. And it's the <laughs> best-timed eye poke. I mean, watching Piper and Flair just showing you the dance that wrestling can be and mm. dancing it so well yeah. in that two-minute point, that's all you need. And in the, the middle of everything else as well. a lunatic for mm. them, yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it's a magical, magical little act mm. that. It's, uh, it's proper good. There is a, a little Rowdy Roddy Piper promo that he does as well uh, prior to the Rumble, mm. which is, it's weird because he makes a reference to too many historical figures that are unrelated <laughs> to what he's doing. Okay. All right, thank you, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. Congratulations are in order for you, Rowdy Roddy Piper. The new Intercontinental Champion. One more time, baby. Only in America. Where else can a skinny 15-year-old kid come on down and become champion and have a chance at the world champion now? I'm going to go in there next meet, Gene. There are going to be 30 guys. I'm going to have them falling down like President Bush. Thank the good Lord, the press got up. Them, they ain't going to be so lucky because I got a dream. I do have a dream, and I... I got my eye on the prize. Well, Too <laughs> that uh, promo is very much more accurate now uh, because I don't know when President Bush went down, but yeah. President Bush has very much gone down he's, now. He's gone down now. Yeah, he's we're he's dedicating down. this episode to him. To yeah. are we? I don't know. He was a knighted um, sex pro- pest. Oh uh, yes, I heard that. He was also responsible for those horrible wars. Yeah. Um, how about we don't dedicate it to him? Let's, Let's dedicate do him to that nice dog that sleeps outside his box. <laughs> <laughs> that one, then. <laughs> that little dog. Is he called something like Laps? Yeah, it rings a bell, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Thinking of them bones in there. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious presidential bones. <laughs> Would you eat a president's... I was going to say bone, but that sounded mm. weird. Uh, Would, if someone said to you, look, I've, I've, got, I've got, like, George Bush mm. Sr.'s knuckle. <laughs> if you eat it, you I'd get eat a magic Cl- I'd eat a bit of Clinton. Just to have a bit of that kind of personality rub off on you. Hey, how's it going? I, don't, I, I, I would eat. I would eat. Like if someone said to me, "Look, I've got a vertebrae here that belonged to George Washington." <laughs> you could sell it, or nibble nibble. You could eat, eat it, snap it in half, eat the marrow. Out yeah, I might do that. Like printing in a workhouse and you and found a horse. Then board. whenever people were talking about George Washington, I'd stride over and go, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of George Washington. Are you familiar? <laughs> well, you might say that I'm very well acquainted. <laughs> <laughs> Are you that man who ate his butt? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> oh, dear. Have you come to get your hair cut in this prison? <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. Um, uh- Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. He has a lot of durability. They're going to use the itself. Oh, God, it's great. Colonel Mustafa comes in, mm. again, created because of George Bush's war. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, Bobby Heenan, just, I love it, goes, uh, you know, Colonel Mustafa that comes in, they go, oh, he's really tough and he's really hard. And Bobby Heenan says, that's why Hussein made him a general. His name is literally Colonel Mustafa, <laughs> Bobby. Get that right. And then you get the big moment that everyone has been waiting for. You've got Hulk Hogan who mm. comes in and... It is thrilling, and there is something about Hogan. Hogan is best not when he's on top. Yeah. He's best when he's taking on the unbeatable uh, evil guys. Yeah. Now, Flair and Hogan had been a dream match. It's really hard to get across to people who just grew up at a time when Hogan and Flair had matches. For 15 years, people wondered what would happen, how they'd work together. Mm. Flair was the world's greatest wrestler. Hogan was the most successful wrestler. And there was always this sense that if you liked wrestling, then Flair was your man. If you didn't know anything about it, then it was Hogan. Right. And people dreamt about that dream match. There used to be posters in some of the old magazines where they'd do up the dream card, mm. and it would always be headlined by Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. Yeah. And that, when you watched wrestling, was what we were getting here. And I think this is the first time they're in the ring together right. on television. They've had a couple of matches in October 91, uh, count-out victories and things, which, again, when the wrestling press uh, covered those, they were front page. Mm. You know, the match they didn't want you to see. Uh, they were building up to WrestleMania eight. If you want to find out more about the build-up between Hogan and Flair and why it didn't happen, uh, let me recommend, there's a brilliant podcast called Wrestle Me. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find the one about WrestleMania 8. That'll yeah. explain it all. But mm. this is the first time, I think, even though there's been some interference at things like Survivor Series, it's the first time they're in the ring together. Mm. And when they lock, they don't even lock up, I think Hogan just begins punching Flair. Yeah. I looked at that and it brought back how exciting that was to see it live. I properly, that mm. thrills me that little bit. Oh, it, it, it gets such a pop and it's just because you know that they're going to end up together and you imagine that Hulk's got to go quite late. Yeah, the and, end, the, and you're seeing that Flair, Kate, is the consummate professional. Mm. How has he survived this long? Yeah. How can he do it? Oh my God, could he be the best wrestler in the world? Mm. Oh, thrilling. <laughs> um, Hogan, Hogan's won the last two years, but he comes into this looking like he wants to win. He is still damaged goods at this point. This mm. is all in the midst of the steroids yes. uh, investigations and things. Another reason, of course, why they went with Ric Flair, who was not 
on the juice, uh, certainly to the extent that anyone else was. Mm. Um, Hogan, noticeably slimmer, he slimmed down, gets a, a monster reaction. Interestingly, this was not, on pay-per-view, a successful per- uh, presentation at all. Okay. So they had, uh, I think it was a sellout in the, in the, or in the arena, but the, uh, the pay-per-view was really, really low. All, I think it was something like 40% less than the 1990 Royal Rumble. Right. Uh, 91 Royal Rumble the year before. So there had been a, a big across-the-board slide in pay-per-views, but it's just odd. Hogan was seen as being the person who shifted the needle on that, and he damaged it, really, mm. by his, his sort of, you know, the things being revealed about him at yeah. this time. Um, Flair, oh, God, that end sequence as well. It's, you get Sid is in the ring. Actually, I mean, as you build up to that, the final floor of four in the ring are Hogan, Flair, Justice and Savage. Mm. And that is... Oh, I mean... <laughs> I mean, you must be overjoyed <laughs> to see your boy uh, stinking the ring out uh, in there. Um, the grit. Uh, Sid just has to do a simple thing, which is he has to put Hogan out, and he does. Mm. And then Hogan grabs Sid's hand um, and then Ric Flair flips him out. Mm. It's a really annoying thing that Flair doesn't look down to see that Vicious has got quite a long leg. And so as he pitches him over, it doesn't happen smoothly. No, it he has to quite sort of fudge it, it yeah. and it's, it's awful. But what's really, really interesting about this little bit here is the revisionist history they did. No. So on the network, you can hear the original commentary. But for years afterwards, on the videos and on, I think, the, the precursor to the network, uh, and every time they'd show it on television, right. they got Bobby and Gorilla to re-record <gasps> the voiceover. Naughty. Why? What? You're so, going to find out why. All right. Well, so, so do you the want the re-recorded one, one? I think we don't want the re-recorded one. We want the, the original. original. Right, so okay. this is the one that you saw on the night and is now back on the network. Okay. And this is the final moments where Sid is being tipped out by Flair after Hogan grabs his hand. So what you get there is you get no real sort of condemnation. And what had happened is the audience had cheered when Hogan was pulled out. Right. So that didn't fit in with what they wanted on the storyline. They didn't want Sid Justice to be the popular one and Hogan to be the bad sport. Mm. So they re-recorded this piece of audio, which played out for years over the same footage. Biden, his time here from behind. Look at this, I don't believe it. 
Revisionist history. Isn't that interesting? So basically, they wanted, uh, they didn't want Hulk Hogan, who's obviously one of their biggest stars, to be, um, you know, to, to make it clear that people. Are it's that funny and thing. And they just tidied, they... and they just put Hulk Hogan shouts in. And... Yeah, and, and people booing Sid Justice, mm. dumping him out that wasn't yeah. there before. It, it's a fascinating thing where they, they liked, you know, obviously they had a storyline they wanted to tell, and actually p- nobody went with the storyline. Mm. So they just pretended they did. Yeah. The WWF were worse than the Korean dictatorship. <laughs> Stalin. Worse <laughs> than Stalin, rubbing all those people out. Uh, one of the things that, that is annoying about this is this is now rightly seen as Ric Flair's great night. Mm. But you listen to both of those commentaries and the attention is not on Flair. No. The attention is on Hogan, Hogan out, yeah. and Sid Justice mm. which is the main event that they're building towards for WrestleMania. Yeah. I, I, it, they should have gone with Hogan Flair. We've said this on, on the previous mm. WrestleMania podcast. They should have definitely gone with that match. It's the one that people wanted to see. They just were too nervous to do it. Mm. But what you have here is Flair's Greatest Night and especially in that revised one they're just concentrating on Hogan and Sid. Yeah. And this is very much the, the story of Flair's career. He was the best and yet they were bit bo- sort of going, well these, these people are the main event. Mm. You are great and we, we, you're a great part of it but you are not the long term plan. Yeah. And they never give him that long term plan. In the actual rumble itself Flair leaves the ring almost immediately with his belt and Hogan and Sid sound they're arguing with each other. Yeah. So even on his greatest night, he doesn't get to just hold that belt up yeah. and to be, you know, the man. It's it's a it's a really odd thing to look back. And I'm sure that in retrospect, everyone would go, Oh, we should have just made this about Flair, shouldn't yeah. we? But different times. Different Very strange. times. Isn't that strange? <coughs> um yeah. Did you enjoy this? You really, I really you, you did enjoy it? this. I mean, mm. mainly because Lanny Poffo didn't do a fucking poem. But I mean, <laughs> other than that, no, it was it was incredible. Like it, 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 it sort of, you know, we started this podcast around at like this time last year, mm. and we've gone through such a journey. Well, uh, uh, very much. so. I know so many uh, wrestlers now. You enjoy it, and now. they're all in the ring yeah. for like one day. Like for one day only, they were all in the ring. They were and, back uh, at, the, at pretty much the top of their powers. You, you remind me of a sort of aging silent movie star <laughs> sitting in his Bel Air mansion, <laughs> covered in the cobwebs, and you know, just lonely, watching on a flickering screen. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the women who you starred with, 
who once loved you and you loved them. <laughs> I mean, it's sad and it's pitiful, but it's sort of kind of beautiful, Pete. Yeah, it really is. And and the way that, like, even, like, giants of the game who are still around today, like The Undertaker, mm. looking so small and so kind of <laughs> insignificant when there's so much shit going on around them. Like, yeah. The Undertaker's at his best when the focus is on him, but... Yeah, wow. Yeah. That really was something. I'll tell you, the other thing is, Flair then, just at the end, mm. gives, again, a career best interview. Mm. And the important thing is that nothing happened to ruin it. Like, for example, someone had a fag on. Let me just say, after viewing the starting, the belt, they're proclaiming the real world champion. I'm going to tell you all, with a tear in my eye. This is the greatest moment in my life. When you walk around this world and you tell everybody you're number one, the only way you get to stay number one is to be number one. And this is the only title in the wrestling world that makes you number one when you are the king of the WWF. You rule the world. Think about it like that, Mr. Perfect. Guys, we're not playing. Woo! Woo! Let's give a big one. Woo! We're not the kind of guys to say, we told you so, but we told you so. (laughs) Okay, very good. Rick Flair, you have made world. Put that cigarette out. You have made World Wrestling Federation history here tonight. It's the greatest moment of my life. I want to jump. I want to party. But I got to tell you like this. For the Hulk Hogan's and the Macho Man's and the Pipers and the Sids. Now it's Ric Flair. And y'all pay homage to the man. Woo! <laughs> and you all pay homage to the world. You put that cigarette out. <laughs> mean Gene. You couldn't even see it on screen. That was the worst thing. Yeah. I mean, I presume he's sort of saying we don't want fag smoke wafting across the screen while I'm interviewing the, the he king. He looks furious. <laughs> and <laughs> after he says that, he just keeps on shooting the guy. Absolute <laughs> daggers. Vince McMahon is a massive, massive hater of smoking. Oh, really? Always has been. Ah. To the point where they sort of say... If he sees you smoking, he'll almost sort of go, fire that guy. Yeah. He hates it more than anything else. Ah, um, it's a bit like Donald Trump and alcohol. You sort of go, mm, oh, that's just a weird aberration. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, all the other shit you do, and then you've got that thing. <laughs> Sometimes that's a control, isn't it? Yeah, 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 It's a bit like people who sort of go, oh, yeah, well, you know, I, I just, you know, I don't do marijuana. And you go, you sort of are doing everything else. <laughs> you know, you that shit monster. fucks you up, man. <laughs> yeah. Like a pro all over. Will you put that cigarette out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh absolute glory. Thank you, everyone, for recommending mm. that. That was so much fun to Enjoyable. go back and, and watch. Uh, honestly, if you take anything from the last couple of episodes, episodes uh, it is 100 percent over christmas sit down watch the royal rumble 92 it's just it's a trip down memory lane and it's better than you remember it being damn right damn right well uh, we'll be back in a couple of days time with more wrestle me fun wrestle me christmas mark yes put that cigarette out peter put that cigarette out A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.